Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week? We are recapping the Minnesota game, which is possibly one of my favorite Michigan football games I have watched in my life, maybe. I don't know if that's recency bias, but it feels like it was one of the best games I've watched in my life. And then we're going to start previewing our um, Michigan State game this week because it is hate week once again. Um, and we're excited. So, yeah. I never yes. know how to finish so. my sentences. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, also, happy Halloween to everybody. I'm sorry that there is COVID. But hopefully you can dress up and watch the MSU game. And we'll just get into the recap of Minnesota. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of mention... Um, some moments that we thought were really good and some things that we thought we could work on, or as Hannah calls them, glows and grows. Yeah, so we'll start off with the glows first, because I think that's what everyone was talking about for the majority, like, while watching the game and for the majority of the time afterwards. Um, I honestly only saw the second half, but after re-watching some of the highlights from the first half it looked like a complete and whole football game like everyone was telling me it was and it just felt like something different was in the air besides disease obviously but (laughs) um it looked like a different start to a typical to a Jim Harbaugh team I guess um I honestly thought it would kind of be reminiscent of the Notre Dame game in 2018 how we would kind of have to dig ourselves out of a hole. Um, But we didn't have to do that. And I think it was nice to start with a very firm step um, and not be, like, super off balance, Um, which was honestly life-changing, as Hannah mentioned. Maybe it was recency bias, but at the same time, it was probably one of the better games that we've seen in the Harbaugh era. Yeah, a thousand million percent. It just felt different. Like, something about the energy, it didn't feel like... Like, we have had our fair share of good games in the Harbaugh era where, like, the team looked really good. But what this just felt like a different vibe. And one of those specific ways, one of our specific glows we have is no bad turnovers. Um, Last year, I'm sure you remember because we talked about it all the time because it was impossible not to talk about it. Every single opening play, Shea Patterson would fumble the ball. Like, we literally fumbled the ball on almost every single opening drive. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. There were just a lot of bad turnovers last year. I might, like, I can't remember if I'm being dramatic right now or if this is genuinely how it played out, but that's how it played out in my mind was, like, bad turnovers every five seconds, and Shea Patterson could not hold onto the ball to save his life. It just kept, like, falling out of his hands. Like, there was, like, an anti-magnetic thing. Like, you know, when you put two magnets, like... That was Shea Patterson's hand in the ball, except for not when it comes to throwing the ball. Um, but all that to say, we didn't have any bad turnovers this year. There was there was one, I think Harley was saying one fumble, but it, um, Minnesota didn't get it, so it didn't really matter. Um, and that is just, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I'm, like, out of breath now. It was definitely a different tone to it. 
mostly because Hannah's right. Like, we spent the majority of the first part of last season always complaining about how we couldn't, like, protect the wall to save our lives. And we always have to kind of play that either catch up or, like, kind of get a footing, like, in traction somewhere along the line. But for this, like, offensive effort, we didn't have any turnovers that hurt us. And we got seven touchdowns which is a completely different narrative than what we're kind of used to. This game, I feel like, would have been more fitting, like, if this was last year. It would have been around, like, the midway point, kind of, like, reminiscent of, like, MSU and the Notre Dame game. Like, while the first offensive possession that we had wasn't probably the most ideal that we would have wanted to see from the get-go, when Minnesota scored, we kind of didn't let that hang over us at all. We just took the ball, marched down the field, and responded adequately. And we did that for the whole game, and I think that's why people were so excited and actually were enjoying watching a Michigan football game because we weren't backing down into a corner like we typically would have. We just pulled ourselves up from like any mistakes and moved on from it um, and didn't let us just keep this kind of domino effect that previous teams kind of felt yeah and so that was our number two glow is I said their heart and drive employees and then I have after that response to adversity because we have seen with almost every team under the Harbaugh era this annoying attitude where as soon as something bad happens it's like no I don't want to play football anymore um and we didn't see that um on Saturday Joe Milton was so calm, cool, and collected, like, could not emphasize enough what a confident leader he looked like out there, and his, like, his box score, his stats are, like, they're good, but they're not, like, the best thing you've ever seen, but his attitude in presence on the field was unlike something I have seen under a quarterback in the Jim Harbaugh era. Um, he's also the first Jim Harbaugh recruit quarterback to play, so... Well, I guess Shay Patterson, like, kind of is, but, like, wasn't recruited out of high school. Um, mm. So, like, that was, <laughs> that was, like, a big shift. And then, like, the team overall's response to adversity, um, it was just, like, their attitude felt so different. And I think that's the biggest thing we've been complaining about with Michigan teams over the Harbaugh era has been, like, we have no shortage of talent. Um, sometimes the play calling is bad, but sometimes, like, it's, like, we can't really blame the play calling. It just feels like something isn't clicking, and we can't figure out what it is. It has something to do with probably something in the locker room or in the huddle. Like, we don't know what's going on, and right now, it just really felt like whatever that missing piece was, like, now it's there. Like, something clicked. I feel like it's almost safe to say, like, of teams of past in the Jim Harbaugh era, you kind of don't ever want to have the offense on the field. Like, it's just kind of a painful thing to look at. But I feel like the role was almost reversed for this past game. Like, people enjoyed having the offense on the field. They enjoyed all the time that they, like, spent and all the play calling and just watching kind of, like, Josh Gaddis get more into, like, his role um, and kind of just seeing Harbaugh, like, oversee instead of just, like, holding tight to how things were being operated and we didn't really necessarily have to be like, please just let's just have the defense on there to just kind of save our skins. We were just excited to see an offense that could actually like move as a machine, whether that was the offensive line and whether that was our running backs and the depth that we had a receiver and honestly the depth that we had a running back 
I think he had like seven or eight guys that have like rushing attempts on um the box score and and I think around maybe like nine or so like receivers like so many different targets like over the course of the game that everyone was kind of getting into the action and you can see just how different that every like us watching it and them playing it I honestly think they earned the right to play and while I'm still like concerned obviously with the state of the world it was good to see something like that. Like, it was a rewarding experience, to say the least. It was that kind of thing that we were talking about, like how the sports take you away. This was the game that did that. It took you out, and it actually made you feel something. And I think I'm really excited to see what they have tomorrow for the state game. Yeah, it, like, really was, like, the happiest I've been in 2020. (laughs) Is that sad to say? Just the fact that it was the play calling, the the speed and space, like the fact that we had four different guys have rushing touchdowns and the number of guys with receiving yards like couldn't make me cry. It was beautiful. Like so many different targets. It was like, and seeing Chris Evans back on the field, he had his first touchdown. Like uh, I just, everything about it makes me so emotional and then it makes me emotional to think like (laughs) oh wait like this season is like never mind we'll get into that we'll get into that um we have an honorable mention uh glow which is mostly maybe like a glow up a glow like fashion sense yes our demeanor as well maybe we don't know maybe but like kind of felt like it we need a we need a larger sample size to confirm yeah well we don't know if this was maybe just his like opening game outfit but um Jim Harbaugh was not wearing those Lululemon khakis and those Lululemon khakis were an upgrade from his original khakis he wasn't wearing khakis at all he was wearing like blue pants and like nice shoes he looked like a different man out there well he looked like the same man but with different pants and different shoes but still still. (laughs) it could have played into the like new kind of energy that he's trying to bring in could have been like the main thing that I'm not concerned with but like are we going to see them again is this going to become more of a like thing is it like how like i was wearing the same flannel every game that we won like that kind of thing like that kind of object that you're like okay like we did well in this game so i'm going to mimic that by like keeping the same energy with it and moving forward um or was he just kind of stepping in to be like a new year new me in the midst of the most chaotic year that any of us have ever known and in a weird way, it was, like, comforting to me because <laughs> it was, like, something different. And I was, like, I didn't really miss the khakis mostly because, like, it's very hard to find a person that actually, like, pulls off khakis. And I know that's, like, kind of his, like, signature. But what the score says, I think we need to keep the blue pants. Like, go blue. Go blue pants. Okay, so here's my theory. Um... Jim Harbaugh has a reputation. Like, he's almost like a caricature, right? Like, you know, when you think Jim Harbaugh, you think khaki pants, he's wearing his cleats, you can picture his outfit, like, you could dress up like him for Halloween and everyone knows who he's, you're being. Like, he's not just a person, he has this, like, reputation. And part of that reputation is, like, obviously, like, steak and whole milk, but also, like, being very stubborn (laughs) with how he plays Mm. football. And we've been really frustrated with that, where, like, you need to adapt to the times, you need to, um... Like, do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, no, I'm Jim Harbaugh. Like, other teams will adjust to me. Um, I'm not going to adjust to the 
way that college football is played right now and like the way that my team looks and these opponents look like other teams can adjust to me but I am staying the way I am and that's been like kind of Jim Harbaugh's MO and we haven't seen a huge shift in that but I Mm -hmm. feel like I mean okay yes there's always a chance that he was just like his wife was like you gotta stop wearing the khakis and he's like okay but my theory (laughs) is that it this is kind of like him saying like hey you are no longer gonna see me as Jim Harbaugh just this like caricature with this costume that I wear like I am willing to do what it takes to adapt and change, and I'm not going to be just playing this role of, like, hi, I'm Jim Harbaugh, I, like, drink whole milk and climb trees. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be a new person, and, like, I'm willing to adapt and willing to change if that's what it takes for my team to win. I don't know. I hope that's what it is, because that's, that's the vibe that I got. We're going to have to see, obviously, tomorrow, because this could be just, like, one of those one-time things. I know he's done the blue pants before, because that's what people are talking about. But if he's really taking that kind of, like, adapting to kind of how college football is right now, then we might see them again. We might see them for the rest of time. We might see maybe a different color pair of pants. What if he shows up in, like, skinny jeans? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be kind of funny. Maybe, like, sweatpants. Yeah. Like, remember that one time, like, John Beeline was in sweatpants? Yeah. And like John Beeline, like he would wear like sweatpants and basketball shoes. He was a cool, he's a cool dude. Yeah, like maybe like we'll see. Can we wear like black pants because it looks really bad with maize and it looks really bad with blue? But yeah, but do you think Jim Harbaugh knows knows that? That's a good point. But I feel like maybe someone in his family will tell him that. Yeah, or like I mean, if a woman was at his position, she would one hundred percent have a stylist. But I don't know if like men have stylists I, I'm, I'm sure some college coaches have stylists but I, I <laughs> if, if Jim Harbaugh has a stylist that quite stylist, honest <laughs> yeah if he has a stylist that stylist yeah. has been bored over the past several years <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll wait and see on that yeah so moving on to grows uh we uh have to walk back a statement we went made last week that Jake Moody is the official kicker of views from Stadium Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harley, take it. Not the official. I guess not the official kicker for the University of Maryland's football team. Um, he looked really shaky. Obviously, went zero for three on field goals. Um, seven for seven on extra points though, but. When we kind of needed him to like step up to like get points anywhere we could, he kind of fell through on that. Quinn Levine apparently is nursing, <laughs> nursing an injury. Um, but Harbaugh did say in a press conference afterwards, um, something on the lines that he he'll be back soon. So I think we'll also have that like dual threat kind of competition for the remainder of the games um, between Quinn Levine and Jake Moody. Um, obviously, if we know Jake Moody. He's probably also very frustrated with his performance because where the offensive was thriving, he was kind of lacking, and you don't really want to be that guy. So I don't expect like the same kind of like effort from him for the rest of the season. At least uh, we hope so, um, because that position is being gunned for. You know, like Quinn Nordine is going to come back, and if you want to actually see like playing time you gotta fix it so I'm Mm -hmm. sure he's been working on it over the course of the last week Um, but it was very disheartening and kind of disappointing but 
yeah. I guess, like, in the long run, in the grand scheme of the whole game, like, it wasn't really something that people were paying attention to, like, as much as, like, the Donovan Jeter, like, touchdown. So, well, it's easily like, forgettable, but, like, obviously a spot of, con- spot of concern. Yeah. Um, at least he had a game like that, like, against Minnesota and not, like, Indiana a couple years ago it was it was a good it was a good day to have a game like that because in Big Ten football Mm -hmm. there are plenty of games that do come down to field goals and this one wasn't one of them so it didn't end up being a huge huge concern but it could be down the line if this is a like trajectory that continues yeah so for the time being it's not it's like a concern just as a holistic game effort um but hopefully that changes over the course of the season and isn't really a concern for the remainder of the games that we have left on the schedule Um, but the other thing that we kind of wanted to touch on was just, like, the general, like, need to grow for the defense. Um, I know there was a big turnover for them, um, in terms of, like, people leaving, um, and it just wasn't as, I guess, memorable as the offensive effort was from last Saturday. Um, obviously, besides, like, Mike Barrett forcing the fumble on Donovan Jeter, Getting the touchdown, things were just a little shaky, I guess, on camera. Um, reminded me, like, after, like, Dax Hill kind of um, had a bit of an injury and kind of got off the field, that things were a little more rough, but obviously that didn't really, like, harp their stride too much. Um, they held Tanner Morgan, 18 of 31, 197 yards, one touchdown and interception, so... They, they put in their work that they needed, but there's still, like, a lot of space for them to, like, improve upon if they really want to compete um, with, like, kind of, like, the big dogs of the, I guess, of NCAA, because I don't even know who else is in. Yeah, well, it's weird. <laughs> it's, like, a weird Michigan year when, like, our offensive line was, like, one of our strong points, but our defense <laughs> has been – like, I our defense, I don't even want to say – like they, it's just, it literally is just that they have room to grow. Like with the offense, it. it's it's yeah. like we want them to keep doing what they're doing, and the defense, it's like, eh. but like I will say there were some like Dax Hill looked great before he got injured. Um, Quiddy Pay, like he was phenomenal. He sacked Tanner Morgan like fifty million times, I think like three <laughs> times. Like there, there are definitely like glows within the defense, but like honestly, we just had to think of another grow, but like. Besides special teams, because special teams was really just kind of where we saw the biggest problems on the field. Defense, on an, in a normal game, I think we would have been like, hey, that was good. But the, this game, just the offense blew them out of the water. Just like as another, like, uh, I wrote here that we just kind of had to, like, buff up the run defense. Because, like, I guess at this point, we're not really being, like, nicked nitpicky but like at the same time we kind of have to be if we actually want to like make something of this tiny season that we have um but like once we kind of get those things kind of like more under control um and kind of have um the secondary kind of provide kind of more of an effort as well like things will look like a lot more whole from both sides of the ball not necessarily saying like the offense was like doesn't also have room to improve because they also do as well um but we kind of just want them to be like elevated to like the same level so like um that's all we kind of wanted to mention on 
in terms of the defense. And then in other news, I, I guess this is a grow. This is more just like something we like obviously need to talk about is that the Nebraska-Wisconsin game this week was canceled because um, Wisconsin's like, I think they're like top three quarterbacks all tested positive. Like they, I mean, obviously the state of Wisconsin like has COVID right now. Like the, entire, like the, the like all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, literally like the rate in Wisconsin is really, really concerning. And the Big Ten didn't build any bye weeks into this stupid schedule because it, their organization and leadership was just ridiculous. But um, when I heard this, and this isn't just Nebraska-Wisconsin, like Trevor Lawrence has COVID, like there is a lot going on in Big Ten or in college football with coronavirus, which, duh. But like when I heard this news, it was just kind of disheartening because college football has been packaged to us is like, hey, this will be an escape from the virus. And I didn't completely buy into that. But watching Michigan play, Mm -hmm. I was like, man, this is really fun. And then hearing like, like that Wisconsin's quarterbacks tested positive. It's like, this isn't fun anymore, because Michigan looks good. And I want to watch them be good against real teams. And I don't want like, everyone to just like, it, I, I don't know. I don't really have the words, but it's just not fun anymore when there's this, like, virus going around that's, like, potentially really, really bad for these kids. Like, their lives could be changed. I know there's a Notre Dame player who's not going to be playing anymore because he didn't recover the way he expected from COVID. Um, like, it's just, it's not fun anymore. Like, I, it, it's, this can't be a bubble and a way to escape the pandemic. It's, like, they're intertwined. You can't have one or the other. It's very true. And also, um, we kind of saw how things would kind of unfold. Like, should a team have to quarantine for a specific amount of time? Like, it was, like, granted, what everyone was talking about were Wisconsin's quarterbacks, but there were other players as well that tested positive, which led to the whole game being canceled. And as some people, like, said, it's just kind of written off. Like, you don't get a win, you don't get a loss. Like, it's as if, like, it wasn't there to begin with. I know Nebraska tried to get a game against some like random FCS school. I don't even remember Nebraska's what it was. Nebraska's getting so shady this year and annoying. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but obviously the Big Ten denied that. Um, Nebraska can be as salty as they want about that, but and can complain that like Wisconsin didn't adhere to like guidelines and that kind of thing, and like just let their players. I guess, run rampant. I don't know what they're saying. But like Hannah mentioned, it's just kind of like it's going to be intertwined between the pandemic and having a college football season. Um, It's just also kind of disheartening because watching this game get canceled means that like any any of these games can be canceled. Like one weekend, you're super excited because you're like, okay, I can't wait to watch my Big Ten team that I've been waiting months to see not have a game because either their team has a lot of players that have to go under quarantine or their opposing team has to quarantine and they can't play. So it's obviously not fair to both sides. Mainly I'm concerned for Wisconsin's football team. Um, and I just really hope that we don't have the same kind of trajectory um, at Michigan and it's obviously just super concerning. Um, but now we kind of know how things are going to happen should 
players have to undergo in quarantine and that kind of thing. Um, but I guess we'll kind of move in to other rivalry in quotes um, <laughs> with in MSU. Quotes. We're gonna yes. So what we're kind of gonna do is we're gonna go through kind of our favorite moments of the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry before we preview the game. Um, So we each picked three of our favorite moments, and Hannah's going to start first. Yeah, so mine is kind of self-explanatory. I said night game until it sucked. If you were at that game, (laughs) um, like, you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about. So fun. Rain game. That was, like, one of the first times that we all sing Mr. Brightside in the third quarter. Um... Mm. Yeah, it was a really fun day until it sucked. <laughs> it's interesting that you like picked that, but I get to kind of understand it started the like Mr. Brightside tradition. Yeah, it was um, just like some Michigan. of the most fun I've had at like on a game day, like aside from the game itself. That's also true. You can't beat that. We had was very fun. I had a lot of fun until yeah, it sucked. Um. For me, I was just kind of going through, like, the whole history of the rivalry. Um, so, like, researching that in my, like, spare time. And come to know that we met them, obviously, as on the field for the very first time in 1898. Um, while they were so graciously known as Michigan Agricultural College. <laughs> um, shouts out to those MAC jerseys that... Um, MSU basketball has always a way to put a smile on my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, the very first time we ever met Sparty, we shut them out. I think it was like 39 to like zero. But the real true highlight was meeting them the very next year and beating them 119 to zero. Oh like, my god. It just gosh. seems absurd to me. Like, how no, the, to but we can point, do that this right? year. Let's do it. Let's one hundred nineteen to zero. I think that's feasible with a team that lost to Rutgers. <laughs> oh, I think. Hold on, I gotta find the article really fast. I have it saved. Okay, so this game. Okay, yeah, this little like fun fact from the very first game that we ever played. It says after the. This is on Wikipedia, so it's not like an actual verified, cited source or whatever. Um. But it says, after the 1898 shutout, Michigan sent its freshman team against Michigan Agricultural for the next three years. So the freshmen were, <laughs> were beating up on, like, Michigan didn't even feel the need to send their, like, varsity team to play them. They sent the freshmen. And I think that's beautiful. I love history sometimes. Okay, what about, like, what if Michigan sent their freshmen this year? Like, they could probably do it. Yeah, I'm, like, thinking about some of those freshmen we have. Like, if we, like, sent, like, wait, I don't know. Well, I don't know, know if we have, have a freshman like, a freshman quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But I'll just call Cade, because I think he's, like, a red shirt freshman. Yeah, he's a red shirt freshman. Guess, so. Yeah, you could be counts. on the freshman team. Yeah, we can start Cade, and I think we would win. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Cade went in for a, a down or two against and, um, Minnesota. Yeah, so we'll probably definitely see him again. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's one of your favorite moments. Um, one of my favorite moments in the game when Cade McNamara went in. That no. you're asking? Oh, my next favorite. Like, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like no, that wasn't really on the list, but like sure. <laughs> um, Could be. Um, my next one is like, I mean, 
I love DPJ. I think he's one of the most fun players that Michigan has had. I know that for whatever reason, some Michigan fans kind of have beef with him. But when he did the Paul Bunyan pose, um, like he did it two years in a row. But I just thought that was the most iconic celebration ever. And whenever I watched like, because that video of him doing the Paul Bunyan pose is included in a lot of like hype videos and stuff. Whenever I see it, and when I see it on his Instagram, when I do my, like, you know, nightly scroll through DPJ's Instagram, um, <laughs> I, like, it just brings me joy. I think it was very, a very good celebration. Yes. Me too. I hope he does that as, like, a Cleveland Brown. Um, for me, <laughs> Imagine like, if he did. He I got his first touchdown, would. like, last week. It was, like, a game-winning yeah. touchdown, too. It was. I was very proud. My dad texted me that. He was like, DBJ for the win. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but as I was, like, scrolling through, like, games of, like, really old games past, um, I was like, okay, I'm kind of curious. Did Michigan beat MSU when I was born? Yes. We beat them 45 to 29. And then I was like, okay, what about hand? Yes. We beat MSU 23 to 7. And so I just kind of feel like it's in the cards. Like, we were born into, like, positives. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, like, if you take any given year, I think Michigan leads the rivalry. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pulling this up because I just did a nice yeah. improved quote. Yeah. 71. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying, like, I wrote it down. It's, like, oh, it's, one of, it, like, my top moments, I guess. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you're right, you're right. Oh, yeah, you can go ahead and say it. Oh, well, I was just going to say, say I won't <laughs> We're so, like, awkward. Like, I feel like this is the moment when we're both, like, trying to go out the door. And they're like, no, you, you can go. No, you can go. Um, Michigan. No, you can say the overall record. <laughs> okay. Michigan's <laughs> overall record against Michigan State is 71-36-5, which just goes to show you can take any given year and odds are Michigan won. Um, my next favorite mm, moment. Like tentative. What do you mean? Well, after my cart in 2007 said that MSU was our little brother, MSU went on to win, like, seven of the next eight. And they also, I think their longest streak was probably, like, 14 games. Yeah, but statistically. So maybe like, but that was, like, in the, like, the 40s, but yeah. Statistically, <laughs> if you pull a random yes. year out, the, the odds are Michigan won. That's true, based off of the numbers, yeah. Yes. I have no But we were just either. kind of like one of the lucky ones because we were ranked in ABMC, so. Yeah. Um, it was like kind of like a birthday gift for us. Aw. That's so birthday good and gift, kind. I guess, because football doesn't exist when the months that we were born in, so. Yeah, that's very true. Um, moment. I almost included this one, not gonna lie. So, like, what other moment did I like? <laughs> <laughs> and Devin Bush, uh, this has got to be like what, 2017 or 2019? 18. 18? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that works. <laughs> 2018. Um, Devin Bush, you all know the story. He got, like, I mean, there's a whole little fiasco before the game, a little, uh, um, like, what's the word? A little tuffle between the players. And he got mad. Scruffle, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he started like cleaning the field and like scruffling it off. Um, the haters, including haters on all sides, Michigan fans, 
um, Michigan State fans, just the national media, a lot of them are like, that's not classy, that's not how you treat a rival. Michigan State's not a rival, they're like a little team that sometimes likes to play us, and I thought, it, I, I just loved it because that was also kind of along that time slash the whole entire Jim Harbaugh era where we're kind of like, do they want this badly enough? Like, do they even want to win these games? And seeing Devin Bush get so mad and so heated, I absolutely loved it because it was like, yes, you want to win. Like, this is exactly what we want to see out of you guys. We want to see that, like, pure anger and desire to, like, win this game. So I loved that. And then they went on to win the game. I think if they had gone on to lose the game, maybe I'd think of that differently, but they went on to win the game. <laughs> I think that's, like, also the thing about, like, Michigan State. Like, Michigan fans will probably never inherently call them a rival, but they just kind of, like, poke at you until you get, like, really irritated. Like, you know what I mean? They just, like, kind of, like, like, that's probably why they got the, like, little brother comparison. It's like having a little, sis like, sibling just, like, poke you. Yeah. Like, over time, repeatedly. Or just, like, make these jabs at you. Like, when my brother gets under my skin about, like, Ohio State and Michigan, like, they know it's, like, all, like, a psychological game that they're playing with you because they can't actually, like, flex on you. So, like, they try and, like, compensate by, like, annoying you to the point of, like, you snapping. And then, I guess they get some form of gratification out of that or fame, who knows what. But, you know what I mean. Like, they just get under your skin and like away and they're like see we told you you're our rivals i'm like no you're just annoying like <laughs> spray them with the like water like squirter because it's like a cat eating your plant you're like get away from there literally and i mean it helps now that we've like we're the better team than them i mean there could always be some fluke this week but like if there is like it's a fluke not like you know, it was, it was annoying when they were consistently beating us because the whole little brother jab and, like, that, like, you're just annoying and not really a rival analogy didn't really hold too much weight. But now, I, like, it genuinely does. Like, they lost to Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last moment was obviously beating the pants off of MSU last year, 44-10, to um, in the last showing of... Mike um, D'Antonio and Jim Harbaugh, because obviously, if you know the story, like D'Antonio was in a lot of deep stuff. So he left probably just to like save face and cash grab. But but he also like sucked that last season, so yeah, yeah, talks really of retirement. <laughs> so, um, and that like being a Michigan fan and like being annoyed by Mike D'Antonio, like. It is no longer a thing, and it was just very satisfying to send him into retirement in such a lovely fashion. So we'll just move on into the preview for MSU. 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 So this past <laughs> week, in a press conference, Mel Tucker, the new head coach at Michigan State University, was being so cringy. He he kept referring <laughs> to Michigan as that school up the road, which if you guys follow anything, you know that um, Ohio State, like their whole thing is they won't even say the word Michigan. Like they cross off everything with the letter M in it. Um, all of like they rivalry week. the school week. up north. Yeah, they cross the school up north. Literally, it was literally, I was just telling Hannah before I recorded, it's like, the, like Walmart brand of like that school up north 
it was MSU's yes. like feeble attempt to like kind of like be in that. Like if I was like an Ohio State fan, I'd kind of be like offended because it's like plagiarism almost. Like they're just rewording it and then being like, "Oh, I'm gonna submit this." Like I and, genuinely and us got... Michigan fans are like, "You have Michigan in your name." <laughs> <laughs> I got such bad secondhand embarrassment because it so I cringy. feel like Mel Tucker comes in clearly just doesn't know enough about this rivalry because he's like he thinks that this is a thing that's gonna be effective, but like. First of all, you can't, like, nobody can steal, like, Michigan-Ohio State's rivalry is the best rivalry in college football. You cannot compete with that. Especially if you lost to Rutgers last week. Like, literally, like, it's so embarrassing that he thinks (laughs) that he can, like, come in and use Ohio State's thing and even compare to them as a rival. Also, like Harley said, Michigan State has the word Michigan in it, and (laughs) Michigan is down the road. We are south of East Lansing. <laughs> it's, it's just it was... literally so embarrassing for him. <laughs> it, it like it just shows that he knows nothing about like this rivalry or the dynamic. Like that's not a thing. And I was like, and it definitely wouldn't be like some kind of like motivational factor. Like I can't see like Spartans in the locker room being like, oh, like that team <laughs> down like up the road. I'm like, they don't do that. I hope they don't do that. Um. But it's just not a thing, and it was just, like, him, it was just very embarrassing. Like, I don't like thinking about it too much, because you're just like, ugh. No, it's like... I don't know what, I don't know what, yeah, especially, I don't know what you're trying to establish, like, is this, like, a way to kind of get your team, like, behind you, so you can go into this game and not, like, having that, like, cloud of losing to Rutgers over your head? Like, us Michigan fans are just gonna jab at you the whole time about that. Like... It's just, it's not how things are. Like, it, I, no. it, it feels like him just, like, coming into this, like, even though we've been joking that it's not a real rivalry, like, this is, this is a, not, like, historic historic, but it's, like, a historic game that's played every year. It is a rivalry, and, like, there's, there's history and there's tradition there, and, like, mm-hmm. that's not part of it, and it also doesn't fit in the narrative. Like, it doesn't make it, sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, they're, yeah. Yeah, okay, we can <laughs> I really move on. Ohio, I really think Ohio State fans should probably, like, call them out for plagiarism, but. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, they lost, they being Michigan State lost to Rutgers last week. Um, they gave Rutgers their first Big Ten win in three years, so we can also be on them about that, so, so much for school up the road. Um, Rutgers is up the road, I think. I don't know where anybody is. They're like down the street, I guess. Um, but we're gonna have this like noon game. Um, I guess like the real question is not so much as like I think before watching them lose to Rutgers and before watching our effort against Minnesota, I was like, I feel like just because it's Michigan, Michigan State, like they all like Michigan State. Um, well, I honestly will, like, kind of, like, try and make it a game, but after, like, watching last week, I was, like, I feel like it's going to kind of be, like, last year in the sense that, like, it's not even going to be close, but Michigan State might, like, score first and be, like, yeah, we're winning, and they're, like, oh, no, (laughs) like, and then it'll be like, remember that one time that like we led you guys like seven to nothing, and I was like, yeah, but do you remember how the game ended? 
Like, it's I like how we are with constantly <laughs> last year. We were just like, well, at least we were like leaving out like one time, like that you didn't leave and you look bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, um. like unless Minnesota is way worse than they were predicted to be, and Rutgers is better, which I guess like Greg Schiano is supposed to like revive them. So, like, I think this may be a better Rutgers than we've seen in the past, but like, it's still. Mm-hmm. A, a good Rutgers is still a Rutgers and um <laughs> like I don't know like unless we're vastly like unaware of where the teams that we've already have played stack up that this game shouldn't be close and obviously there's like rivalry game like weird voodoo can happen to change things up but like that's when it's closer like that's like this is the first time in years and maybe I'm gonna eat my words here but like I haven't even last year Michigan was way better than Michigan State and like there was no reason mm-hmm. for them not to win but I was still a little bit nervous because I was like weird things can happen in rivalry games this year it doesn't even mm-hmm. feel like that's a possibility no. me neither that's like I think it really helped to have that like first game because like obviously looking at the schedule and obviously seeing the turmoil that MSU like slipped into um at the conclusion of last season I didn't really expect much from them, but at the same time, I was like, it's MSU. There's always something weird that happens, or one or the other. Um, But yeah, after last week, I'm like, it's not even going to be close. It'll be fun, because it'll be embarrassing for them. Um, And I but so I think my main concern is, instead of, like, whether or not we'll win, it's Will we announce that we had over a hundred thousand fans in attendance? <laughs> oh no! Like glossing over this season because of COVID nineteen and it's not a full season. I'm gonna cry. I don't know, <laughs> but like the thing is, like our streak of having over a hundred thousand fans in attendance has been like a lie anyway. Like we all know that's that kind of true. We like <laughs> they were like scanning my those freshman over year. And over. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, literally, if you have tried. Because for students, you, like, need to scan into games to get points so that you can get good seats next season. I would show up, mm-hmm. like, 10 of my 10 friends wouldn't make it out of the tailgate alive, so they would give me their tickets to scan. I would be standing, getting into the game, like, scanning all these tickets, and they're like, yeah, like, it, it counts towards the 100,000, so we'll let you scan them all. Oh, gosh. Oh, I was just more so, like, reminiscing on my freshman year when, like, they would announce this, and it was, so my freshman year was... 2014 2015 we know how Brady Hoag's last year went um and you I just remember looking around in like the third quarter and there's like being deserted like everywhere they were like Probably trying to pay people to like 60,000 people maybe that's being generous and I always just thought it was hilarious it always made me laugh yeah but that is a good question if they're gonna keep announcing the streak at the third quarter I think they'll just call mm-hmm. this here like because Michigan isn't having any fans in attendance, right? They're not doing, no, like, just, just a, like, yeah. Cut out things. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, I think that we should let them take a bye this year with that streak and then that's come back. Like, given the chaos that's happening on our campus right now, there's yeah. definitely going to be anybody. Imagine if they packed 100,000 fans in the stadium just to keep the streak I during a pandemic. It would make me so nervous to see that. Oh my like gosh, even, yeah. Once we, like, get, like, a grip on 
the virus, like, seeing the crowd that big would just set me into a spiral. I'm like, this isn't right. We shouldn't be here. Like, no. I can't do this. Even watching, like, videos from old games, I'm like, we really did that? Like, yes, this like, is so weird. I can't wrap my mind around it. No. Um, and I guess, I, it's going to be so interesting to see a big house like that. Like, a game, like, being played and, like, no one there. Like, Oh, it just seems so weird. I'm kind of, like, excited, but, like, to see it because it's going to be so, like, different. Yeah, and you know they're going to so... show it, too, because I feel like for a lot of games, it's been kind of, like, the broadcast does a good job of making it feel normal, but because the big house is such an iconic stadium that's, like, known for the number of people that can pack into it, you know they're going to make a big deal out of it, like, doing all the aerial views of the empty stadium and, like, really just showing that. Yeah, I'm kind of just excited to, like, be in there I guess in like a sense like obviously like with those views and that kind of thing and just like seeing them on like home turf I'm like yay I'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely gonna be really weird um yeah but yeah I don't think we have much else but it's definitely gonna be fun because we'll, we'll have football back and MSU is bad and we're good so yeah what Harley said (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it, right? Yep. We'll be back, obviously, to cover, um, what we see on Saturday and preview our next game. Um, things will be a little bit earlier now that we're kind of getting our schedules together, so, um, we'll have stuff earlier for you guys, and, um, that's it. So, have a good game tomorrow, and go blue. Go blue. Yeah.